All right, welcome back, HVAC crew. Ryan and Dennis here with another episode of HVAC R&D. We are, we got another guest on the show. We have brought in another Instagram sensation. Um, we got uh, women coming in strong again on an episode for HVAC. So uh, without further ado, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. What's up, HVAC crew? Welcome back, like Dennis said. Uh, as usual, got to give the real quick opening shout-outs. Uh, go check out the HVAC R&D Swag Shop. Um, we've only got one charcoal and white hat left. Got a couple of black truckers as well. And also the new flat bills. And then also, please just make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Um, all of those things can be found in the link tree in our bio on Instagram and on our, all of our social accounts. Um, and also, I know I posted yesterday, but I'm going to start kicking all of the old episode links onto the LinkedIn since it's new. So uh, forgive me for spamming your feed, but uh, click an old episode and check it out and uh, have a good time with us. Also, again, a very big thanks to Lance and the guys from Solderweld from supporting these last couple of episodes. And also, don't forget your discount code that I promised came out last week coming out again flynn f-l-y-n-n-10 for a discount for hvac tactical like i said hvac tactical shirt hvac r&d hat good go and also do not forget to go check out hvac tactical and vote for hvac r&d for your favorite podcast as well as your other favorite hvac personalities for the 2023 tactical awards which can be found at hvactactical.com slash tactical dash, or excuse me, hvac slash tactical dash awards. So, uh, I didn't see MySpace up there. No, MySpace no MySpace. Um, that sucks. Tom was our only friend. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, speaking of good new friends, um, I'm going to bring out a guest that, uh, like Dennis said, she is an Instagram sensation. She has done a fantastic job of helping take a family business to the top. So let's bring on Miss Rachel Sylvan, the one and only HVAC Rara.
Hey guys. What's Ooh. up? What's, What's going up? on? Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. So we're not going to say it, but I I like the walkout song. Awesome. Like I you know you, you asked and I was uh when I got that I mean that, that's spot on. Yeah, and I um <laughs> got that message and I was like, "Oh, you know, I get to think of something hot, cool, you know, couple of things went through my head i texted my husband and i was like what do you think he's like oh you could do uh nelly hot in here and a couple that's, other that's things and one. i was like no <laughs> you know alicia keys so so we had i don't know if you've i hope you do but i don't know if you listen to the show so we had mark from global the source and you know i my son my son always wants to know what everybody's walkout song is and uh, I love you, Mark, but I'm going to have to get on you here, man. You're going to have to bring something a little stronger next time. <laughs> um, he came, what? <laughs> it was, uh, well, he did a, he did a British, uh, he did a uh, overseas tour. Yep, European um, vacation. Yeah, so he did the, uh, God, I'm blank. He did the Beatles tour, so. Yep. The John Lennon song. Except that was, he said, let me throw out Beatles Imagine. Except it was a Lennon song. Sorry, Mark. And I picked the the hottest part of that song. And it was just still, it just didn't have. So we'll have to give Mark another try on that. You, you got to come strong with the walkout song. That's it. You got to. That's it. You got to make an entrance. <laughs> and he just kind of relaxed into the show. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of settled in. Um, so, yeah, welcome to the show. Um we got a lot to get over. I know you've looked at our notes. Uh, we won't be just firing questions at you. We try not to do that. Um, I know you were on a show. Was it last week or the week before? I think uh, you were on. When did you record? Yeah, about, two, uh, I would say two two weeks ago. Okay. And that was your first one, right? Yeah, so. my, my first podcast. So now you're well, your old hat. Good to go. Thanks for breaking <laughs> her in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... I, you know, I listened to that. Sh- I listened to almost all of it today um, and I'll finish it up. But so it's kind of weird to listen to it and then have you on the show. But um, so, yeah, you know, the deal with those are I don't want to I don't want you to have to give the whole spill again. But there's obviously guys that listen to our show that may not listen to the other. So uh, feel free to give us everything you did on the last show. But before we get started. You know, we have to get into what we're drinking on. Um, and ladies first. Ladies first. So, what, what'd okay. you bring? What'd you bring to the table? So, I am. There you go. Oh, oh there it is. Boom. Um, Boom. I am don't drinking... break those nails. <laughs> yeah, don't break the nails now. <laughs> I am drinking a Nantucket Cran. It's a cranberry vodka soda. Nice. Sweet. So, who makes that? So it is actually, so it is a local brewery, um, maybe about 15, 20 minutes from here, um, that they just came out maybe two, two years ago. And it's very, very refreshing. It's just, I think the perfect amount of vodka, soda water and, and cranberry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my wife's a huge vodka person. So I had the uh, Cutwater. Oh yeah. It, on one show, and it's a uh, yeah, they're good. I mean, 
they're they're kind of new here. I'm in North Carolina, but they seem kind of new here. Uh, the little mixed drinks they, in a can. Um, I kind of like them. The cut waters have all different kinds. They have the uh, oh yeah, like yeah, a, like a yeah. They have the gin, um, all different. The vodkas, it, they're pretty delicious. Kristen, yeah, my I've, wife I've is a margarita fan. She likes to cut water margaritas. Yeah, they've got a um, they've got a Long Island. They got a whiskey sour. I mean, they've got they got everything covered. Yep. All right, mm-hmm. so. I have already drank one of mine, um, so I'm doing. Uh, I've got to go to Raleigh tomorrow for work, um, so I'm going. I'm going to get going on the Red Oak Bavarian Lagers. I'll pass them on the way out there in the morning. I still have yet to stop at that brewery, but it's massive. Um, Don't forget to get you a hummingbird too. Classic. I know. And I can't, I don't have any sound effects because it's a bottle and it does not fizz or anything when I open this. Well, I will take care of that. All right. So, Dennis, I brought a meal in a can just for you. Oh, boy. Um, I haven't had a sour in a couple of weeks. I think I haven't had one since Sarah was on the show. Nerdy Girl, what was that, episode 58? So yep. tonight I am drinking Pink Robots from <laughs> from Birdsong Brewing. Uh, oh, okay. It's a like raspberry song. blackberry sour ale. So that sounds like a big can. It's a schmedium boy. Yep, the old sixteen ouncer. Oh, it smells delightful. Oh, that's really good, actually. That's probably one of the better sours I've had in the last few rounds. So, Rachel, our, our, what, what we're trying to do here, we're trying to get somebody that wants to make an HVAC brew for us. Yes. That's Because awesome. I feel like the trade needs that. We do. <laughs> we need like something that's... Yeah, that maybe a sour and a lager. Um, of course, we could slap all kinds of uh, artwork on them for our industry, but family portrait. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we could. Uh, yeah, we're just trying. We're trying to get that going. Somebody's going to jump on that, so we're working on that. Cool. All right, so. If you want to, I mean, like I said, we're not going to fire questions at you. So if you want to, I'm kind of curious of just uh, what you're going to get into this week um, at the business. I know y'all got a lot going on, um, and then we can kind of get into how you got going. Catch up a little bit, what's going on in life, and uh, yeah, ease on in to talk. Very good. So the got a lot going on this week so this i'm launching a new website so i've been working with um scorpion um on just the design and getting them the content and the photos and the things that i want to get uploaded um but also we're doing some filming with bryant this week with some um gc testimonials on our new construction sites so i'm really excited about that that's kind so of so what do you 
What do you like to see? You know, when I was with a small HVAC company and we were trying to grow it, um, the website was always tough, right? You just don't know what to put on there. I mean, it. Well, the problem with that too is you start seeing so many sites have just so much that's recycled and recycled and recycled. I feel like a lot of right. a lot of our companies and a lot of our contractors struggle to have truly unique individual content to make their website, you know, be genuinely their own. We don't see yeah, that their very brand. often anymore because um, people just lose the idea of branding themselves. So absolutely. And just even using like stock photos. So in the beginning, like when we were young, I didn't, you know, I didn't know I, it was just basically get the website up so people can Google us. And I think our website now has like product data on our air conditioning. And it was just like, it doesn't, you know, and we have a lot of stock photos to where these guys are always taking photos of their work or Um, just out in the field to where, or even having a photographer coming in and taking photos of the guys on site. So we're really branding ourselves with authentic photos of, you know, Hey, these are, when you're looking at our website, these are the guys you're going to see, you know, on site or coming to your house. So I, I agree with, with that. It's, it's hard. It's like, what do you, you know, you kind of have to put yourself in that homeowner's situation. Like, okay, so if I'm a homeowner and my air conditioning don't work, what, you know, what am I looking at? Am I looking right. is it to replace? Is it better to repair? And, and just giving those homeowners that kind of information right in, at, in one spot. And that would be our website. I guess that, yeah, that was what I was getting at, right? Is the homeowner side. Because when... And I've heard you say this on the other show is when, if us three right now, you know, 10 years ago, we're building an HVAC site, it would be not for a homeowner. <laughs> like, no, because everybody in the, in the company that's trying to build this site is a tech or a, you know, nobody's usually a business person. Nobody's a website designer. And half of these HVAC sites are just struggling um, because you know, maybe they did give somebody seven or eight grand and that guy doesn't know nothing about HVAC. <laughs> he just knows how to create a website. Yep. So yep. it just goes round and around and around. And, um, I think social media, I know we follow a couple HVAC companies that are crushing it on social media with the funny stuff and the, yep. um, what's that? Is it main street? Oh yeah. Uh, Laura and Doug are, a riot on main street out in utah they're really funny yeah i mean it's just i look on there and see that and i think man you know we missed out on that for sure but um but then again you know the homeowners get that right like how do you it's hard to get to the homeowner for stuff like that well I and feel. i feel like stuff like that has has bridged the gap a bit more to the homeowner um because now right. they're seeing they're seeing the contractor do stuff like a normal human being would do think maybe in some ways maybe that takes down some of that you know fear factor of who's coming to the house right yeah so that's good that you're getting some some of your own people on there that's a big plus just trying to create some content get some um i get the 
the gentleman, that, the crew that does our filming, he calls it B-roll. Get some B-roll of the guys yep. out actually doing a service call or, you know, a maintenance. Just that that way, like when, you know, the homeowner or the GC, whoever's looking at the website to, you know, they, that's who they're seeing. They're seeing our, our team. I know there's that one floating around with that one guy in that yellow hard hat. It's on everybody's. Every- <laughs> oh, that's why I, and he's, he's nil. <laughs> Dude, that's why I had to use that on Zach's show. Because he actually yeah, looks, a little, he down actually looks a little to, bit like Zach, too, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can pull up some like multi million dollar HVAC companies, and that guy is on their website. Um, <laughs> you know, he's pissed same guy. at how much royalty money he has not made. Yeah, well, and there's the, uh, is it HVAC reefer guys always, uh, Friday fakery. Yeah. Yes. He, and he's holding, you know, the poor guy's holding some, some side cutters and a meter and he's poking it in there and you can tell he's not even doing anything. Um, but so, so tell us a little bit how you got into this crazy industry. I know you didn't just roll right in, right? It wasn't, was this the dream job? Uh, (laughs) when you were five i can't wait to run dad's hvac company right so i i I honestly i i if you would ask me 10 years ago absolutely not um my dad started um the business in 2012 he him and john slattery he's from connecticut we're tri-state we're mass rhode island and connecticut and they both worked for a really really bad company and they were miserable and they they both hold all the licenses needed and dad just said to John one day like hey let's just do this for ourselves so John kind of stayed working for the the company that they both were working for and dad kind of just started taking small like side jobs just to you know build up his reputation get his name out there um, by right. 2014 um they had really started to, they'd really started to grow. They went down to a Burlington coat factory. They got a chiller up and running. And, um, I would say like a couple of weeks later, they were like, okay, well here's like 17 more stores. So I was getting ready. (laughs) Yeah. And I was getting ready to go into nursing school in the fall. And I had been in just the nursing field since I graduated high school so right. I just, it was, that was something I was super passionate about, I, you know, being a caregiver, just, I thought it was my calling in life. So about the summer dad, I had a patient that had passed. And so I was going to take a break. My daughter, maybe my daughter was still small. Um, and I said, well, why don't I just come in and, and help out for a little bit during the summer, you know, answer phone calls mm-hmm. and you know, answer emails. And he was like, ah, I don't know. I have a, you know, I have a business partner. I, I don't know if we, I can, we can really afford to pay you. And I was like, I ah, don't worry about it. I'll, you know, it's the summer. I'll spend a lot of time with Zoe. And by the fall, I just, I really enjoyed it. I, you know, I had said, you know, why don't we start looking for a shop? We were just working out of dad's bedroom at the time. Right. John had, come aboard full-time so yeah i just i i was just i grew, I grew a passion still a caregiver yeah <laughs> yep. just, just just different kind yeah 
Yeah, a bunch yeah. of grown babies running around. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> 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 yep. So, um, I would say as, as the business grew, I started to wear a lot of different hats. So from answering emails to phone calls to then just ordering filters during the day for, for dad and John, because at the time it was just the both of them. Um, I have a younger brother, Mike Jr. He's about eight years younger than me. He went to Vogue school. He was working for a really big refrigeration company, a uh, local company. Um, and as we started to grow, we were like, okay, we, we got to get Mike aboard. Um, we're just, we're, we're growing. We have all these stores. Uh, we finally convinced Mike to come along about, I think, uh, I would say about 2015, Mike came aboard. Um, Dad kind of was able to take a step back on, on the service side. And then my Uncle Paul, or was really just, a, he's not really my uncle. He's like my dad's good friend. We just call him Uncle Paul. Yep. <laughs> he's uh, He's been friends with my dad since they were in high school. They both went to Vogue Tech. They were in the sheet metal shop. Um, and he was working for the union. Doing a little side work for dad, residential here right. and there, just word of mouth. And so him and dad would do a couple of residential um, houses on the side. And Mike and John kind of were just running service. Okay. That's starting to get to a good size little... Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so from 14, 15, I was quoting parts, everything commercial, because at that time we were very heavy, heavy commercial. So I just kind of ordered the filters. I started to do a lot of the commercial quotes was very inter interesting in the beginning because oh, I yeah. had, you know, no background that's a, that's of the a trade. Whole different bear. Yes. <laughs> just you know, I didn't know the difference between a package rooftop unit or a, you know, a air handle or a furnace, you know? And I was like, Oh, you know, right. that furnace on the roof. Dad's like, no, no, you got to get to know the equipment. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, um, I would say I just, I, I, I don't know. I just really grew a passion for it. I enjoyed doing my quotes all during the day. You know, the guys would email in their pictures, model and serial number. I made great relationships with the guys at the supply house. Actually, it was a, you know, a highlight of my day dealing with the guys at the supply house, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's just, you know. the highlight of their day, too. <laughs> you know, it's just... <laughs> Well, they say I'm bubbly and easy to talk to, so I would say, yeah, you know. Um, but, yeah. Sorry, my daughter walked in the room and distracted me, so. Oh, you're good. <laughs> so, um, we did. I just, you know, I, I started doing, ordering the parts, quoting from commercial rooftop replacements um, to... Did, doing did you ever have any trouble crossing over? A, yep. I know inside sales for most distributors have trouble. Somebody sends you a picture of like a 1979 carrier model and you're just like, what is this? Yeah. Actually, I feel like, like I need I need one of those. Please, I feel thanks. like if you ask her about carrier, I think that's a loaded question because she's got a good answer for that. 
Oh yeah, can't do carrier. Can't do like no. train. Yeah. Train, well, you know what I mean. Up. If you're, yeah, they're just gonna <laughs> go outside. The guys in the field just <laughs> send you a picture, and you know, that's something I think that I'm I'm blessed. So especially with being in the business, with building the relationships with what whatever supply house it is. So my my carrier and my Bryant rep is Holmans, and then if it was train, you know, train. Um, in Hartford, Connecticut is friggin' phenomenal. Or if you're dealing with a York unit, uh, you, you just build these relationships where you kind of know the guys in the supply house right. who have, yeah. who really know the equipment. And then that's who you're calling and that's who you're emailing. And you're like, Oh, Hey Pete, I got this, you know, old York unit, blah, 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 predator, whatever, you know, and they, they know the equipment. So building that relationship was huge because then, you know, you know, you're getting your quotes, right. Right. That's a big, I, yeah. I laugh at that. I had a, so I, I grew up, my dad started his company in the seventies and then he switched to the brand he sells to this day in 1990 when I was four. So I've literally known the same brand he sold forever. And then now I sell that brand on the distribution side because I'm in distribution now, but I grew up in a company. Um, and I had one of our inside sales guys that's younger and just started in the last few weeks. He asked me today, he was like, what's this U-P-O-L? I said, no, it's Q, buddy. He said, you sure? I'm like, go search a serial number. It's Q. That's like a 20-year-old <laughs> unit. I just know it right. no matter what. Right. Yep. Um, it just sticks in your head. It does. So, so I'm, I quote, I, I estimate, I would say a lot. So I, I've kind of phased out of the commercial and to where when we brought my aunt in, in 2016, she now kind of handles, took some things off of my plate and she does the commercial quotes. And I'm, and now because we've grown, um, immensely, um, in the new construction and, and residential that I mostly estimate new construction or residential jobs. And so even if like she's stuck on a rooftop unit and she's like, Oh, what model number is this? It's a Z blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh, that's a York unit. And she's like, how can you still remember that? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's just embedded in yeah, me. It sticks after a while. Yeah. Yep. Now I was going to say, so do you if, if you're doing yeah. all of your RNC stuff now, have you, how much of a headache has some of that quote quotation been or you know do you do mostly custom homes or are you doing tracks or some of both or how are you how fun has that been with all the different shortages and increases everybody's uh, seen the last two years loaded question it is it's a it's a challenge um so we do a lot of custom homes um and so that's you know, that's a challenge because obviously it's a custom home. And most of the time the architect is not designing a home for ductwork, right? No, so they, they never are designing a home for ductwork ever. Ever. I mean, ever. come on guys. Like, what are we doing here? Like we're, we're building, right? So we're building custom homes. And then here in, in our area, I would say passive homes, net zero homes, tight homes are, you know, that's, that's the, what, they're building their building standards too, right? Is so our yeah, efficiency. Yes. Like. <laughs> so our ventilation and our mechanical is so important in these Super homes. Yep. And we're lucky because I mean, my dad's been in the trade for 35 years. My uncle Paul has been in the trade for 35 years. These guys are 
old school tin knockers. So fabricating anything, any kind of funky transition, getting creative. Like, I don't know if you saw uh, my post from Friday. I've seen seen some of them. Yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at them earlier. That reminds me of stuff I used to watch my dad build. Yeah. And I just, and I got a text from my brother and he was like, bro, dad killed this design. And I was like, what's going on? And he was like, we had no room to come off the top of the unit. Like it was a renovation. We had a certain amount of room in the basement. And he's like, dad just kind of stood back, thought about it for a good hour, came back in and was just like, all right, we're going to flop this air handler upside down. We're going to put a um, downflow kit in it. We're going to put the hot water coil off to the side and he just, you know, when we created, Uncle Paul created this radius, made sure we had our turning vanes so we're moving air properly. And it was like, all right, you know, so that's, I feel like our strength is with the new construction being custom is that we can most of the time adapt. And then, of course, you know, newer equipment like Mitsubishi on the ductless side, you, you, you have your options of your ducted pancake units, which, you know, can fit in pretty tight spots. Yeah. So, well, and actually, I remember I commented on one of the ones you had posted um, when you guys stuck that one unit under the stairs. I was like, that's genius. It really really was. When I saw that, I was like, okay. (laughs) So that's well, we yeah, that's our net zero house um, in uh, in Rhode Island. And, and I will say, I'll, I'll toot your own horn for you here. When she says they do custom homes, um, she's not kidding. They've been on this old house, what, three times? Yes. Um, and I'm assuming yep. the pandemic is what accused you of not having last year's probably. Um, I, I, be- I believe so. I, it's the, so we, we, um, the, the way the, this old house came aboard was, um, about, 2017 I think it came across the table to our distributor and then our distributor was like oh we have a great contractor in Rhode Island and then that linked us up with a great home builder and then for the last three years consecutive years after that until 2020 um the home you know they were you know yep AGS you know with this home builder and then I don't think they've done that builder hasn't done a project with them so that's kind of like I believe like where we stand. Okay. God, I grew up watching that show oh, yeah. literally as a kid. I mean, yep. Thank you. My dad yes. was a, my dad was a builder. So yeah, I mean, he, that, my, and my a, dad too. I mean, be... that was where you went to get any kind of information for, right. <laughs> yeah. There was no YouTube or internet back then. It was Bob Vila. That's right. You had to watch him. I remember <laughs> it. this old house, new Yankee workshop, and yep. Justin Wilson. That's what Cajun Joe was. Well, everything was <laughs> up there, you know. We thought that was cool, yep. too. I mean, all the, uh, just the design and everything. I know when we did custom homes in Atlanta, we got in the, we probably had the worst builder. We were so pumped <laughs> to have... <laughs> We were like, oh man, we're just getting going. We've got this builder. He we're gonna we're gonna grow the industry, grow the business. And this guy built modern homes, which look like three shoe boxes sitting on top of each other. <laughs> no ductwork could go anywhere. Like 
they didn't want any soffits. They didn't want, they didn't even have, they had a mechanical room, but it's like you couldn't come out of it with any anything. Um, and then on top of the no ductwork, and your option is ductless. And then they're like, no, I don't want to see that on the wall. It's like, well, yeah, I don't I'm know like, what well, to tell you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm like, what are we going to do here? Right. Well, we got these uh, prefabbed floor trusses that are, you know, eight inches apart and 10 inches tall. And I'm like, this is a 10,000 square foot home, man. <laughs> like, yeah. What do you want to put in here? Like, you know, 10 ton and a half. I mean, we, like, we got to have room for some, you know, where's the returns going to go? And it was just, it was a nightmare. You know, not all work is good work. No, I'm sure no. you know that. No, it's not. Nope. And um, then, and then just having access to the equipment, right? Serviceability. Yep. That's difficult. And they, and I find with the custom homes that it's the design that will take over, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, it's like we had this, we have this one house and it was like, okay, it was difficult. It was a renovation, but again, a custom home, beautiful. But it was like, all right, we're coming in. Well, uh, where are we putting ductwork? Uh, well, it looks like we're putting ductwork underground, right? So we ran um, the ductwork. <laughs> underground then they backfilled then they backfilled it and then upstairs on the first floor we did ducted pancake units but once they got set and they're you know they're sheet rocking them in and you know dad's very um clear and mm -hmm. communicate very properly like hey like okay we're, we can stick this in here but we need some kind of access panel and then you come back like a month later you know to hook up thermostats and do a startup and it's like oh we just sheetrocked <laughs> sheet <laughs> right. right over Every that time. okay Every so time. now we have no access and you know we got to change filters and you know we, we're recommending filter return grills and but that doesn't go with the design. So, and at the end of the day, it, it's tough because those homeowners are spending money for quality, but then, you know, we're the ones that have to answer them when they don't yep. have air conditioning. That's right. Heat. That's it. I was just you about to say that the builder is gone. Yep. Right. He's like, Hey, the homeowner's calling. Can you go over there and check on it uh, and get that off my plate? And you're like, well, no, I can't because you didn't give me enough return. Like, it's not going to work. Right. And here we are, and, you know, the poor HVAC contractor is on the hook for that. I mean. I couldn't believe that. I really, I'll be honest, Rachel, the last few years, like, I really, most of my time in wholesale, I've almost steered away from new construction. I've stayed primarily retrofit. Um, but I've, I've picked up a couple of new construction projects this year. And there's a set of townhomes we're doing, and I'll be honest, I couldn't believe they even put a chase in it, let alone actually gave them room to run something. And I said, who designed this? Because I don't yeah, think I've ever seen really bad. a three-story or four-story townhomes with a chase. It blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's I mean, it the was, new construction is tough. To you got to have capital to get into that. We've got yeah, some so young that, contractors you have to. with that. Yep. You have to have some kind of cushion because just the way, you know, you're starting and then you're at your rough and then there's a lot of hold. Okay, wait. Yep. We got a sheetrock plaster. Boom. Then you're coming back, putting condensers down, thermostats, registers. Then you're doing a startup. Then you're doing a walkthrough with the homeowner. So it is a, it's, it's a big investment. We, we're pretty passionate about it though. I, I would say 
we're pretty lucky because we work for some great home builders that right they listen right to a, to a point where it's like okay well this is what we need to be successful and for this system to run properly so we do um we are pretty lucky and my brother is really he's very passionate about it because we're not just doing any normal kind of new construction custom home i mean these are houses out in Rhode Island on the water, you know, just yeah. beautiful, beautiful high-end custom homes. And and we love installing high-end equipment. So I was gonna say, are you seeing are you seeing homeowners that are wanting high sear more and more now? Out, or oh, is it still kinda Oh yeah. Up here in the north, okay. absolutely. I mean you so here up here the um we had a lot of oil and the... I was getting right. ready to say, are you... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was wondering if you were oil, gas, or if you're getting pushed to electric or what they're making y'all do. So they're not pushing us to electric. I know out in Colorado, I believe a couple of the women that I network with, they are in Colorado. But yep. up here in the north, the energy rebates from switching from oil to a heat pump, an air source heat pump is like, it's like $10,000. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know. a lot. So it's easier to sell that system, you know, a higher end heat pump. Um, because the, the, the energy cost is just to, to run oil or propane. It's just, it's ridiculous. Right. Do you have more propane than natural up there? We do. So I would say you, I yeah. We do, do. You run a lot but of dual don't. fuel. Yeah, so we do a lot of dual fuel, so a lot of hydro air, um, not so much, um, you know, a furnace and a heat pump combo. But um, Dad likes to, uh, you know, Dad likes the hydro air with the heat pump outside, and then the air handle. We get a, you know, it's more efficient for some reason with Bryant the way they water. match the air handler up. You're more efficient you know your sear rating is is higher on that matchup okay yeah i've been so the the company i just just recently went to work for they're they're based out of pennsylvania and they were like man this pushing this whole electric thing apparently there's a ton of brownouts and all this stuff up there and they're like the more they push these heat pumps the grid just can't can't take it it's it sounds like a great idea right but um i guess the the grid is just so behind and it needs so much work <laughs> i mean but the the rebates like you said are crazy um and i mean i know everything's wanting to go the government's definitely pushing heat pumps which they can perform now right i mean they can yeah, yeah these inverters they can work down to minus 22 and more and more below but yeah yeah but you gotta you gotta the power's gotta come from somewhere that's it i mean when we all have our heat pumps firing up at night with our electric cars it's all gonna go down <laughs> yep <laughs> so what kind of uh what kind of things have you went through trying to bring all this awesome new stuff to yeah. your uncles and your dad? Yeah, how's that head <laughs> family headbutt went as you work to have a process to implement change? 
So it's it's been um, a little bit of a challenge. Um, John, our business partner, is very he's very open and he he listens and he's he's very supportive. My dad is just very old school and he's very stuck in his ways, but he's yeah, yeah. he listens, right? And and we definitely we we butt heads and we disagree on certain things, but um, at the end of the day, we you know, we can still, we communicate and we compromise. So, it, but it, it is, it's a challenge because your family and we all started at family. And as we grow, we, we don't have family members coming into the business anymore. And so I've really tried to like make everybody aware, like, Hey, how we speak to each other in the office, you know, we really have to be mindful that, you know, that we have other people that are not family members. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. I was going to say that starts to become a little, um, yeah, that's definitely a good point. Cause we got a lot of guys listening to this show that are, you know, father, son, you know, brothers and stuff like that. And next thing you know, you got 12 people, you got a couple secretaries, um, and you forget sometimes that, uh, everybody in there is not family but right um, now it's got to be a great feeling right when you bring something in your dad threw it out but then when he tried it it can he can he <laughs> muster it up and come in and be like you know what that was a great idea he can like, i i, I <laughs> my dad cannot do that <laughs> he, he but he'll just moment. start using it right he'll just start doing it like I, you know and, and maybe two years down the road, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That was a pretty good idea you had there. I'm like, well, it took you long enough. You, yeah, you've heard, you've heard, well, Dennis has heard me and my dad firsthand, so I don't even have to go into that. So I'm glad everybody has the same struggle with their dad. <laughs> Can I just say that right here? Like that, yes. So I would say, um, Back in 2016, when I got invited to the Bryant Women in HVAC conference, and when I came home from the conference, it was life-changing for me. And I really thought that to be an owner of the business one day, that I was going to have to go to technical school, or I was going to have to get my license in order to gain my technician's respect out in the field, or right. for them to want to work for me. And going to the conference and, and seeing other women in their red jackets being Medal of Excellence winners and also business owners and successful business owners running five, $10 million companies by themselves without significant others. I said, well, I came back and I said, we're going to be all Bryant. This is what we're going to sell. We're going to, you know, work on our relationship with our distributor but I want to be a Medal of Excellence winner, Dad. Like, I want to work the scorecard. <laughs> I want to be able to understand. I, w I want a red jacket. And so the following year, um, they invited us. Bryant has the Indy 500. And um, I wasn't able to go. Eminem was in concert in, in Boston. So oh, wow. uh, we couldn't miss that. So he I only had up. one shot. Only had one, one shot. <laughs> Only had one, one shot. shot. One wow. shot. So 
I didn't go. We were we weren't a Medal of Excellence winner that year, but we had worked towards being a factory authorized dealer, doing all the training, spending the time and the money for our technicians to become NAIT certified. So the following year, when well, when my dad came back from that first trip, and we were just a factory authorized dealer, we weren't like an award winner. And he said, "Rara, you have to stop. You, you this this Bryant Medal of Excellence. Your I spoke to people." You know, and it took them. They've been a Bryant dealer for five years, and and I was like, no, we're gonna be a Medal of Excellence winner. And, <laughs> and from that, from 2017, 18, we want we've won the following four years in a row. We haven't made Dealer of the Year. That's like the the big goal. But speaking about Dad saying, hey, you know, I, you going against each other or disagreeing and then him coming back and saying, you know what, I'm really proud of you, like three years later. Like, you know, hey, these banners on the wall are because of how hard you worked and this is something you strived for. And so he comes around. <laughs> right. <laughs> he oh, comes yeah. around. Hey, no participation trophies, okay? He needed to see some results on the wall. Right. Right. Have you have you have you snuck him in on Instagram yet? You may have. I just didn't recognize him or I didn't know. Yep. So dad, there's a couple of photos of pops on there. Um, okay. There's a photo of him in that air handler, that downflow air handler that I uh, posted on Saturday. I love. Uh, I, I'm sure you follow HVAC Jess. Um, oh yeah. I love when she gets her dad, or when she first started getting her dad in the pictures. He was just like. Not God, having somebody it. Just no, just get yep. me out of here. So, <laughs> he was trying. To, I mean, he he did it though, right? He he knew he had to do it, <laughs> and it was. Uh, my yeah, that's my dad hilarious. is very opposite. That. He enjoys being on camera very much. Oh, he loves his TikTok okay. very much. Um, oh boy. Oh yeah, way way too much. Um, we we have some good chuckles about it, but. Uh, you tell my dad get in front of the camera or even with the marketing stuff that we've that I've been rolling out over the last couple of weeks as long as you just be like yep pop you're you're my paid talent man just get in front of that camera and talk about that system <laughs> and he's all about it <laughs> oh that's cool yep he's all about it this old house you want to put me on tv sure I'll be there what time <laughs> <laughs> so explain a little bit I know you've touched on it some but of course we were in dist well, riding still in distribution. I'm actually a manufacturer's rep now, um, but I was a I was tech support for. Um, yeah, he was my he was my brand. right hand. Yeah, so riding's <laughs> a TM. So we we've got on here before talking about how guys getting into the industry, you know, getting their license, how important it is to partner up with a distributor, and I've heard you say that a few times tonight already. Um, you know, and I think everybody's got to sell two brands at least yep. nowadays, if not more with shortages, right? You got to homeowners still need a change out. And if you're selling one brand, and you know, here lately, that's not going to work. Unfortunately. I mean, you got to keep the wheels moving. So, um, yeah. So touch on your partnerships with a distributor a little bit. So I would say our, I've, I, it's, it's our biggest, I feel it's our big, one of our 
strengths is our relationship with Holman's. So we sell Bryant and we sell Mitsubishi. We're a Mitsubishi diamond dealer and we're a Bryant factory authorized dealer. So we sell two brands and we know that equipment and we know those systems in and out. My brother is like a walking and I got a couple of other guys, uh, my lead service tech, Josh, he's their work walking install manuals. It's, you know, right. Holman's was a big part of our growth. They, they saw from, you know, the amount we were doing in the beginning. And then as we started to grow in new construction, they really supported our business and gave us the tools to be successful. Um, anything with the BDR trainings, obviously, if you're a TM, you know, I don't know if the, if you guys encourage your dealers, um, to take I those absolutely classes. I do. I yeah. absolutely do. Yep. And so they were very, very supportive. Like, Hey, Rach, you know, there's this, there's this BDR training on profit and loss, or there's this BDR training on estimating. And they'd always let me know if I had co-op dollars and, or like, Hey, you know what? We can use your co-op dollars. You should take this class. And it, it helped me understand because dad just threw me into the estimating, like, here you go. You know, if right. you lose your shirt, you better not lose your shirt on the next one. You know, like he definitely held me accountable, <laughs> but he definitely didn't, um, I, you know, they, they use that old school, like almost mentality where like, oh, well, you know, if it's five tons, the job's $5,000. Like, no, right. <laughs> no. It, and I started, I was really horrible at estimating in the beginning, um, that's a that's a different story. But I, I our could, relationship. I, with I, Holman, I couldn't imagine having to start as a commercial person with no idea. Like to me, that just yeah, I mean, commercial like, is a whole another animal. Yeah, yeah. And to think, yeah, I doing a change out on a house, and the residential is what intimidated me, and the commercial I felt super strong because I mean, you you get model serial number. It's like okay, I need. You know, I need a draft inducer motor, wheel cap, or your condenser fan motor, your blade. Like, the parts are pretty straightforward on a package rooftop. The chillers or, right. you know, those are those are, a, those are a beast of its own. Those were difficult, you know. Um, the tandem compressors, you know, making sure, you know, we our pipe, you know, we didn't need um, extra material, that it was a direct replacement. Right. Um, but... Yeah. Yeah, you start dealing with a homeowner, <laughs> yeah. uh, it changes. Totally. And um, they're not nice sometimes. No, sorry we replaced no. the wrong, you know, $600 part. We will get it right, right. this time, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, residential is a great side of this industry and is a a huge moneymaker. I mean, you could turn over some profit pretty quick. Um, but it does have its... Uh, challenges for sure with homeowners and I've, i keep telling guys when i'm doing training classes that the homeowners are changing just like our industry is yep um you know i used to walk in when i first got into this uh you'd walk into a house and the homeowner's like yeah i got a you know my system's a honeywell because their thermostat was a honeywell <laughs> and now they've got like little psychrometers sitting on the nightstands all in every room and the baby's room you know the humidity's too high in there but this over here and i'm like what no what 
I can't change the humidity in each room. No. Like, what are we well, doing they, here? But, they right. think, but that's yeah. just they think where they're can at Just now. because the thermostat says humidity control. <laughs> right. I mean, so yeah, it's a different animal for, for residential, for sure. Um, so I got to get to this, uh, this Miami craziness. What's going on with this? I see this on the notes here. <laughs> we don't need to sidetrack, but that's kind well, of what we do on here. So... so. What, you're the second person in two weeks that's re- had a recent Miami trip? Um, of course, yours was not quite as recent as Mark's. Mark was just No, it was um, last June. Week. It was a bachelorette party. My brother, Mike, just got married to my lovely sister-in-law, Lindsay. And Congratulations. That's we, yep, and yeah. that's where we went for her bachelorette. Man, you went from one end of the country to the other, Good top joke. to bottom. Yeah. It was a good time. You know, it's funny you mention mention that because um, I think um, Tool Wife just kind of touched this on this a little bit on her Instagram story and our podcast. And I struggled a little bit with um, posting, you know, like just being, you know, this is what we're doing. We're at a bachelorette party. We're having fun. But I struggled with like I came home and I was telling my husband, like, you know, I'm a business owner now and. It's different. I mean, of course, you get your mom yelling at you. You can't post a ba- you can't post a photo in your bathing suit, and it's like, well, why not? I'm on vacation. What what the hell? And I'm with like, you. I'm with you on that. Like, I'm terrible about that. I mean, and you just have yeah, to I'm with you. Like, be aware of like like she said yesterday. Um, I was watching her story, and she was like, you gotta like you gotta be aware of your brand and. You know what are you trying to promote? And it was like I'm just promoting myself. This is me, HVAC Rara. I do HVAC, but you know if there's an event or something going on, like you know we're gonna we're gonna have fun. Like so, I I it's it's funny you mentioned that because I struggle with you know what. Well, I mean it's good that you got that in the back of your mind though. That's not a bad problem to have. Yeah. It's not- but nowadays, I think, yeah, it does kind of just, everybody just kind of lets it rip, for sure. <laughs> um, and and, and me, we and him, me and Ryan have said this on the show. Hey, it's not well, me for once. That wasn't Riker's dog. That was a big dog. Oh, Riker <laughs> is my dog, so I guess I got a new name. <laughs> That's my oh, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we have to be careful on here because we're... On, on the side we're on right i mean we're not trying to throw a bunch of brands out he's out there selling i'm a manufacturer's rep so it gets a little hairy everybody's working in the same backyard but um so we hit some walls on here sometimes which is okay i feel like contractors on instagram can just let it rip a little bit um but in your case i think you're right i mean you're on there kind of yeah, it's it's you, it's you, but it is uh, you're our building. You're building a brand too, you know. Yep. Yeah. So it, I I I struggle with that, you know, because before you know, like three four years ago, when I wasn't even in the ownership in the position that I was in, it was just this is what you know we did with you know with our girl my girlfriend's getting married. This is what you do, and this is what we're posting. And now it's just it's totally you have to be so aware it's you know but it's also a struggle because it's like okay well you you can't go to the beach or be on a boat in a bathing suit you know 
So <laughs> it's Miami, for God's sakes. Right. <laughs> it's a hundred yep. degrees down here. It's June. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I mean, thanks for coming on the show for sure. You've got a. Uh, we got a lot of info out of this. A lot of people should have uh, should have got a lot out of this, especially. Um, we've had several women on this show that uh, just got some really cool backstories. Um, yep. We haven't had the 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 girl on the show that was like, "Yeah, five years old. This is what I was gonna do." We hadn't had that yet. I keep waiting I, for that. I don't think we've had necessarily had the, even anyone that no <laughs> anyone this as as, I guess. at five. Um, well, I hope we do one day. I hope we do. I do too. One our day trade, you guys our trade needs that. Um, so tell us a little real quick before we go tell us a little bit about the women on the Bryant side I, yeah, didn't, I, didn't, I was yeah, not aware a little of that bit more about, because when I saw that I wasn't sure if it was just um, you were just proud to be a woman that sold Bryant but I didn't realize they actually do a full thing for women in the industry that's actually really cool they they do and I so I I can't believe any other other brands are not doing this for their dealers because I mean, I'm sure as being a TM or being on the distribution side, when you're walking in to those shops, I mean, 70, 80% of, you know, women are probably making the decisions. I mean, I'm sure you find the situation where it's a husband and right. wife or even a daughter nowadays is, is a lot of husband and wife teams. Yeah. A yep, lot of husband sure. and wives. And I think the wives is, have always thought they always kind of had to play that um, behind the scenes role. But with Bryant, they, they really support their women. Um, so that they, they, they held, they hold a conference every year in April and it's just networking with other women, business owners or other um, women in distribution, women um, that are in sales or just any part of the, you know, the Bryant brand, um, contractors and they do these breakout sessions and they help us grow um, and right. help us share best practices. They, the breakout sessions are phenomenal. Of course they throw in a couple of product, you know, info uh, classes that they, they do, but a lot of um, how to negotiate, um, how to be your authentic self you know, how are you promoting your business on social media? What are best practices? But I would find that a lot of us women, what we take away from it is the networking. You know, what are we doing to grow our business? What are, what kind of software are we using? Um, you know, what are, what are our policies and procedures? A lot of us share our handbooks, bounce ideas off of each other. Um, we have, I have a group text that we're constantly group, uh, texting each other, just, you know, like, Hey, this happened today, blah, blah, blah. How, how would you handle this situation? And then somebody always has, has ex- either experienced it or just has some kind of great feedback to where it's like, wow, that yes. Um, it helped me navigate COVID. So, um, because we couldn't see each other in 2020, we kind of started this zoom crew and yep. we, every week, <laughs> we all should have bought stock in Zoom. Right. That, by the way, 
Absolutely. And so every week we would just Zoom and we would say, okay, what are we doing? Making sure that our technicians have the proper PPE to, to go into homes. And, you know, what are we doing, you know, for our employees, you know, just making sure that they're staying steady with work. I mean, it was a struggle for us because we were very, we have a, we have five commercial techs and there was no commercial work. All of our Planet Fitness gyms were shut down. Yep. You know, all the malls were shut. So it was a struggle navigating that, but we had each other. That's good. So did, did you say your TM was a female? So in the beginning, I my TM was that. a female. So, um, one day I was sitting down in the shop and the, our, uh, territory manager came in and she says, Oh, I, I think you should try and, and go on this trip. And I was like, Oh, sure. It's a, you know, free trip to Florida. I'll go get away. <laughs> right. You know, um, yep. at that point I hadn't really been able to leave the office for the first three years because we were just, I mean, auntie had just come aboard and helped answering phones and doing the billing. So I was able to escape. And, um, that's kind of how I got introduced to the conference. I didn't know it was going to be mind blowing. And, <laughs> uh, but, but from there, our territory manager changed the year after. And then we had a male territory manager. Okay. Yep. Well, and right now we don't have one right now. Um, so it's a kind of a bummer, but they're doing some s changes and what the uh, heck I know it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your yeah. size, you've got to have that yeah, for sure. You need that, that support. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I can uh, email. I mean, it's great. The relationship is great, whether I'm speaking to the vice president or our Brian um, direct, you know, brand manager or sales manager. You know, there are other contacts. So it's, you know, they're always making sure AGS is good. So, which is super important to me. You know, I'm not saying we need. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, all of their attention. But I will say that if we need something, there's a conversation. Or if something's not going right at the supply house, you know, where things aren't moving quickly or, you know, getting damaged equipment or things are on back order. <laughs> I mean, they, you probably know that on distribution. How oh, yeah. it, <laughs> you guys. Oh, well, yeah. And, it's a nightmare. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, you know, and you know, when when you've built a relationship for years i've got customers that i've dealt with i've been where i am almost for 10 years and i've got guys that have bought for me for you know nine plus years um but it's about you build that relationship and you learn how to communicate with one another you realize what they need what they expect and you know then it's your job to make sure you maintain those expectations on on both accounts um because there's always going to be some give and take because you've always got to learn a lot from each other as you build those relationships too. Um, but that's also where, you know, just the hard work and doing what you say you're going to do for your customer comes into play. And that makes all the difference in the world. It, it, for sure. it, it does. I, I would say that, that that's probably been a strength of mine is those building those relationships um, with our distributor that was... Um, I feel like, like I said before, it, it helped us grow our business. I mean, they were just a huge, huge part in our growth. Um, I always think to hear too, like, can I even give them shout outs? Like, am I, 
I don't even know if I'm supposed to be oh, yeah. saying no, this, but I'm not competing um, against him if you're up there. I'm good. But they, um, <laughs> Homans has just been phenomenal. You know, we we needed we had a new construction site. We had schedule homeowners move you know living in there and we couldn't we can't get our hands on those 284 heat pumps it's like ah you know but they searched high and low and you know last week it was like boom we got one coming from across the country and it's like yes you know just, oh it's damaged oh my god so we <laughs> were so nervous uh, right side panel please thank you we were so nervous but it wasn't it wasn't damaged so we did we opened that bad boy up and my brother was like you know just inspected the oh if it's thing. damaged you're banging you're banging the side back out because yeah, that's the only that one left in the country yes <laughs> well so Ryden's been battling with that because I mean the industry I feel like all the brands are, are redoing their line, you know, yeah, some of them. And, right, and, and I feel bad for you, man, because when we went to Indy, like, some of the contractors just giving their TM shit, and it's like, bro, oh, yeah. nobody can get equipment right now. Can everybody just relax and talk to people normally? <laughs> oh, everybody yeah, like, just relax. Right, huh? like... Nobody can get equipment. It's not just Brian. It's not just Mitsubishi. I mean, nobody. It's it's. No, it's it's this shortage, that shortage. Commercials a six weeks lead time, or excuse me, six month lead time. Almost anywhere you go, yep. um, you know these guys want to try to jump from warehouse to warehouse, and they wonder why they don't get taken care of. Um, I'll be honest. I and Dennis, it happened to Dennis too. I don't know how many times I was cussed out in twenty twenty. For telling somebody I didn't have stuff. I had so many people fire me that had never bought a thing for me. Yeah, don't you think <laughs> we want to sell you it's something? Like, that's what we, like the last that's thing, how we yeah, make a living. Like the last thing I, mean, I want to do is tell you I don't have this, but sorry, brother, I, I don't. Um, right. You know, and, and to back up just a little bit, you know, you talk about, you know, even if you don't have a TM, you know, you've got other people to talk to. I'll be honest, I, I'm a TM, and I will tell you, I make... I literally spend my day making promises to customers. And if it weren't for the guys in my branch, nothing that I say would ever happen. And I think there's a lot of times that those, you know, the inside sales guys, the counter guys, the drivers, all those guys get a lot of, they get thrown, not thrown under the bus, but they don't, they get forgotten a lot of times. Um, right. And I think it's, and I see a lot of times I'll see TMs come and go and half the reason the TMs come and go is because they they didn't pay attention to how important the relationship was with their own people in their own store to make sure that those guys are willing to back you up for what you go tell this customer you can do. If oh, you don't if you don't absolutely. if you don't foster that relationship as a TM and treat that branch like it's your family, um, you're in trouble because it's never going to work out the way you want it to. Nope. Well, so when you said you are you you you've built that relationship with that supply house up there, like, um, you really have to try to at least pick one to settle in on, right? Because that's that's what's helping you right now. At the end of the day, the guys that have bounced around and tried to save two dollars on a you know an air handler here and there, and they haven't built a good solid, you know, they're buying from a ton of places. You know, this homeowner wants a train. This homeowner wants a good man. Yep. They just get wherever. That was fine when everybody had tons of stuff, right? Yeah. But 
at the end of the day, right, they're going to take care of you because you've built a relationship yeah, there. That's just so what it much is. It's more about partnership now than it was even two or three years ago. And it's it, and it right, makes maybe. me so happy that it is about the partnership and the relationship because our our supply, our branch, in, in the beginning, we had a certain um, branch manager and he was phenomenal. And again, he was a big part of me loving the Bryant brand. Like when I send over a right. quote, I'm getting it back within five minutes. So I'm able to get my homeowners these proposals like boom, 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 boom. You need anything, you're picking up the phone, your parts are, you know, your stuff is ready at the counter. And so when they moved him out of that position, about a year ago, the branch suffered. And it, it was <laughs> right. it was like, oh my God, dealing with them, walking in, not having things ready. I was half to dealing with certain Mitsubishi inside sales for quotes because the guys at the counter weren't getting them for me. So what the relationship over the last seven years with Holman's was, it literally, I would say about two, three weeks ago, I just I was so, it felt like a breakup. I swear to God, because I loved these guys at <laughs> yeah. the counter, right? These are the guys that I'm dealing with every day. They have, they've been su supporting just everything AGS. And so I fired off an email to the vice president, the Bryant brand manager. And I was like, Hey, listen, this is how I feel. You are breaking my heart. I'm getting damaged equipment. I'm not being taken care of. I miss the days of so-and-so take, you know, of this certain branch oh, yeah. manager running the branch <laughs> where I had things. I felt valued and I don't feel valued and I'm never going to you, they deserve our loyalty. We went through, we grew and in, in from 17 and 18 to a million dollars and Holman supported us and through some like really figuring out our numbers and growing our business and they do nothing but deserve our loyalty. But now it was like, it kind of flipped on the, on the back end to where they kind of weren't doing their job of taking care of us. Right. Well, and you got to let them know, like you said, you gotta, cause sometimes they, it just, they don't know. And then the, when you have yeah. a, a TM who is friends with guys at the branch and they're not bringing it up the ladder because there's certain friendships, you know? Yep. So sending that email out, the vice president came down to the branch and had a conversation with me, dad, and our other business owner and was like, hey, listen, we're going to get better. This person that was the branch manager is now going to be your direct contact. You can have him back. Here you go. You need anything. You email <laughs> yep. this guy and your your relationship means this much to us and we're not taking care of you and we're sorry. And it was like, that's what a partnership is about. The the yep. given the given the take, you know, like we got a um we did a uh condenser coil down in Danbury, Connecticut, and supply house shows up, coil, deliver it, cranes there, all set up, coil delivered all the fins are smashed oh, it was like okay so who's paying the crane guy <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know right. like but our distributor you it literally took me one email photos like hey i'll i'll eat half the cost at least split it with me right 50 50 and and they did they they credited our account and that's what the partnership is is about like i wouldn't 
do business with anybody else because of just the way they take care of us. Like last couple of weeks ago, we needed we needed that heat pump and it was like, okay, we're, we're working on it, you know? Right. Oh yeah, that's huge. I mean, like I said, I, I always say it on here. You gotta, you gotta create that partnership. Um, get you a couple brands and, and really, you know, lock down on one um, or get them both from the same, you know, same place. But um, yeah, that's, that's more and more, more and more that's needed with, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, brands are doing the same thing, right? They're reaching out for trying to get parts to build these units. Um, you know, certain brands are running two and three different kinds of compressors because they can't get yeah, stuff. That's the only way they can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the industry is kind of in a there's a lot going on right now. <laughs> um, I'm kind of ready for it to just kind of settle back down, but I think it's going to take a couple years. I think it's, it's I well, even once we get past refrigerant change in 25, I still think it's going to be almost like the wild, wild west for a little while. Oh, yeah. 2023 <laughs> regulatory regulations coming up. Yeah, these are going to be fun. That's, that's, that's coming that's in literally hot. What I've, that is, is coming That's what in. I've spent my last two weeks on is, is getting a lot of my ducks in a row for stuff since they're finally starting to release ratings and... Well, there's yeah, still a lot of brands out there that haven't even released any ratings. There's a lot that are matchups. Yeah, there's and, there's a lot from what I hear are they got everything done and their lab tests were this and they turned it into HRI and their tests were actually this and they're going back to the drawing board. Um, yeah, they literally are like got to redesign the unit. <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. Is it Norick? What is that? Is it Norick? What is Norick? Nortech. They're Nortec, Nordine, something else. Yeah, Nortec, Nordine. Yeah, there. I think there's only a couple that have put it out, put out their stuff. Which at the end of the day, right? Everything's this this whole lab. They test these things in a lab. These engineers, it, it looks great on paper, and then they and then we'll see. So we we have a new yeah. coil coming. Um, so when I was at the um, Brian Women in the HVAC, coil? yeah, it's coming back, it's coming back around. Yep. <laughs> And so um, they're putting the TXV in the front, so it's more service serviceable. And you know, they, it's it's like okay, you know, they're they were showing to us they had it on display, and then they're having a big dealer convention in Vegas in October where they're gonna, you know, roll out all the new products. And um, so we'll see. It's a little nerve wracking, you know, but yeah, I mean. Sometimes change is good. I'm I'm all for it if it's uh, if it's gonna work, right? I'll embrace anything. Um, being on the tech side, but it's gotta, man. It's weird how over the years you see stuff that's the greatest thing ever, and they put it out, and it's the worst thing they ever came out with. You're like, oh man, how did this get through here? Like, how did it get through all these engineers and you throw it in the field and it's like, doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did see, uh, cause I, I, I subscribe to like every newsletter and I seen the, uh, the V coal couple, it might've been two or three weeks ago. It was three or four ago, weeks came, ago cause came. we were both, yeah. you sent it to me, we were talking about it. So everybody's looking into that. Um, all brands are looking in, they're trying to get away from the end coil cause 
the one side of that coil is useless it doesn't really get anything air wise through it but um yeah that v coal i mean it you know it seems like a good idea they didn't have a lot of stuff on it i was just kind of looking at the pictures but i guess we'll see yep like you said it looks good on paper but we'll see you know once we start getting these puppies going yeah, I mean, micro-channel and stuff like that, you know, to cut down on a refrigerant as far as how much everything holds. Um, that's just where we're headed. We got to get, of course, efficiency's got to go up. So stuff's got to get bigger or something. Well, and, and with the millimeter <laughs> I mean, changes in coils, I think some things are going to get bigger and some things are going to get smaller. I don't even know yet. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I mean... Nobody wants to do two and three layer condenser coils on a on a unit, but everybody's bitching that the unit's you know six foot tall. So you got you can't have everything. Nope. You know. <laughs> nope. Um. So I know it's getting late. Um. Before we let you go, you gotta. We always ask all the guests to throw out what what do you like? Who do you like to follow? And is there any podcast that you listen to or any? I mean, it could be literally anything. It doesn't have to be HVAC, but something that you that you like to listen to or follow that helps you in this industry. So I love listening to "Can't Stop the Growth." Uh, Chad Peterman, Peterman Brothers, Heating and Cooling. Um, it's more of like a leadership podcast and i've really um, enjoyed listening to it especially with my new role um at ags and um i i just it's it's very motivating um but i really enjoy that i enjoy um he um created a um top tech academy he took his dad's company from like i think like 30 employees to like 300 him and his brother um, yeah in indianapolis and they created this school top tech academy where they go out and they get these recruits and they pay them and train them um in their facility and then like after six months they put them in a van and um he's grew his dad's company immensely which is like <sighs> crazy every time i see that's cool yeah it is and it, uh, the podcast is just phenomenal to listen to it's very enjoyable so that's what i like to listen to and then following all of our you know our awesome trades men and women on instagram i love seeing how the pride that everybody has behind their work you know jeff dem mike flynn nerdy girl mechanical hvac jess you know oh yeah those are all that's the top ones there can't, yeah, you can't so, forget you know, I was going to say, and you can't forget uh, our boys, Foodie and HVAC Doc and Gary, our, our Canadian brothers, uh, are, yep. are some, some fun ones to follow. Yeah, I enjoy uh, PEHVAC. I can't, I giggle every time he says his name. <sighs> okay, with the PEHVAC? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he, he and I, I actually I have to, to like replay like it every time and I'll be like, Zach, Zach, Zach. <laughs> Robert again, <laughs> PHFAC. <laughs> no, I, ta- I actually talked to him this weekend. He was he was trying to figure out a 
a solution for an air handler to fit back in this small little cabinet trying to find a 14 inch air handler to replace one and there's there's only so many few people that still make those small cabinet air handlers i was gonna say ooh, 14 inches yep yep so i was telling myself well where i'm at i stock a 15 inch wide 36 tall air handler with a 5k built in it he's like what is that um, what is this you yeah, speak of? Yeah, what is of? this you speak of? Are you serious? Where is this unicorn? Um, but no, and then he was he was talking about uh, this guy went in and and the estimate was like 5900 bucks. And he said, man, I was, I'm so much higher than this guy. I said, dude, some guys just don't know how to quote. They don't know what they're quoting. Um, yeah. and, and some of these business Yeah, don't owners, come down there with it. Yeah, I said, don't, I mean, don't go down there with him. I said, you can't do it for that. And then he, he, he and I talked back and forth you know, looking at his estimate and stuff. And then, uh, I don't know, Dennis, whenever we're going to get to fulfill this dream, but, uh, he did promise us whenever we go to, to California, sushi's on him. So, uh, sweet. So one of these days when we find our way out there, um, but now he's, he's, he seems like a phenomenal character. It was nice to get to, to start to get to know him. Yeah. I like watching him on there. Yeah. It's, he is, he's funny. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. We're going to let you go. And uh, we uh, we appreciate all the info for yeah, sure. Do. And everybody time. does. Well, Always a good time. Thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. It was a good time. And we will. Uh, when are we posting it, right? Uh, let's see. What is today? It's the 16th. This is going out next week. So this will be posted on the 26th. Yep, I'm gonna yeah, I'm so gonna bust Mike Flynn's buns when I uh, yep. <laughs> I'm gonna message him tomorrow and say, "Bro, stealing my thunder." He's gonna be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll have we'll have a good night, and we will talk to you soon on uh, on Instagram. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks so good much, night. Rachel. See you. Yep. Have a good one.